a brief word tonight before we pray. This is my story. That song is something. Last week we shared some testimonies. Everybody, a few folks shared. Because we have a story. We may not like every step of the story, but we have a story. And if we would just hang in there, that story will give glory to God. That story will be able to teach people who he is, how we get through it, what we face, all these kinds of things. Uh, that's what this story is about. Sometimes the story is not about so much of bringing me in line. Sometimes the story is about I'm the only guy that God knows can handle it for who I'm going to be in the path with, or you are, it doesn't matter, because it's for someone to see, someone to be able to know just what God's capable of. Is anybody in here tonight, and I want you to raise your hands, are you in or have you recently been in just a chunk of life that you wish you would have snoozed through it? I'll raise my hand. Y'all can or not, it's up to y'all. But if we're honest about it, there's some things that we just haven't necessarily um, enjoyed. That's a good word, enjoyed. And we're supposed to be giving thanks in all things. Like it's snowing outside, right? Anybody's, anybody praising God over the snow? Eh, well, you know, that's not a praise. Eh, is not a praise. Huh. Must have quit. There's some wet spots out there on the ground, but it's cold, though, and and we didn't see that coming today. If it comes, it comes. If it don't, it don't. What are we going to do about it? We're going to praise God and just, you know, be careful, do what we can. But you know what? If it's going to snow and we got to get home, we got to depend on him. He's going to take care of us. Is that right? We've got nobody else in this world to trust. If you've got somebody else in this world you're trying to trust, you need to get away from that because only Jesus Christ is the one we put our trust in. 1 Timothy 4 and 6. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. You notice what he says, this good doctrine, the faith in these words right here, the words in the book. And we have to follow this doctrine carefully. Because um, trouble lies outside of what he gives us, right? Most everything we read in the word he's given us, boy, there's danger there, stay away from that. But reject profane and old wives' fables. Now, what is that? Anybody can anybody give me an example of an old wives' fable, an old wives' tale? Now, we go home a lot quicker if y'all just go ahead and spit them out. What's that? Uh, that's a good one. You know, make the X and toss the salt over your back and all that junk. 
Don't walk under a ladder of the black cat. Yeah. See, that we done had three different versions of that one. Which wife was right on that one? See, that's the that's where you go to with it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we have to be careful with those kinds of things because if we're not, if we're not, we can start acting like the world and still try to have a godly slant. You ever remember watching them commercials, the V8 commercials? Not the, not the engines, but the drink, the vegetable drink. And the people would walk around like this, you know, they were leaning. It's because they weren't balanced. We can become unbalanced Christians if we're not careful. I rode Berkeley's little scooter around here one night, and somebody just thought that was awful. I mean, I was heading to hell, I think, because I got on the scooter. Because now I'm going to get hurt and be messed up because I got on his scooter. I wasn't making fun of the man. I'm like, let me take that for a spin. It looks like fun. But those are the little wives, the old fables that we get into. When we were at the ark back in September, I think I shared this with y'all, there was a, a lot of water there, and they had fountains and things like that. I remember talking to Brother Steve, and I'm like, can you believe that we're sitting here in a Christian place, basically a Christian amusement park that's factual, it's giving us stuff, and I bet you they was probably, I bet you, <laughs> that's just how I talk, I'm going to get out of that. Anybody won't bet me, I ain't got no money. But I would guess that I'm, there was a $30, dollars $50 in that pool. Why? Because a Christian, maybe it wasn't Christians, I can't put it all on them, but they were tossing money into a wishing well. Now, would that be akin to those fables and those kinds of things? Maybe they just was donating and it's an offering plate. That's possible, too. <clears throat> well, I thought about it. <laughs> but we have those little kinds of things that we come across, and we have to be careful of those. It says, and exercise yourself, exercise yourself toward godliness. Exercise ourselves toward godliness. We have to know the book. We have to stay in the book. We have to stay prayed up and with the Lord in order to exercise in godliness. Exercise gives you the idea of what? A workout. It takes effort. Doesn't it take effort to say, you know what? I am going to do these things that the Lord is telling me I need to do, and God knows I don't feel like doing it. But it's an exercise. It's what we, we do. It says, for bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. You know, it's good to see a Christian who is going through a lot of things and still praising God. But it's okay if we see a Christian who's struggling too. That's when we come in. That's what prayer service is about tonight. 
Lifting up our brothers and sisters. You know, I might be on a high note and you may be on a low note. Next week it may be the opposite. And therefore we stay focused and that's godliness. When we're praying for people, that's godliness. When we're teaching, that's godliness. When we're sharing the gospel, that's godliness. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. For this end, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God. You're here tonight because you trust in the living God. You may be hurting, you may be, I don't know, maybe you're elated, but our trust is in the living God. Jesus Christ is not dead, He is alive. Told you this morning, and he is coming back. And we need to hang on to that. Whether we go by grave or whether he comes back to get us and raptures us out of here, he's living and he is coming back, and, and, and that's who we trust in. He's the Savior of all men, especially to those who believe. These things command and teach. Let no one despise your youth. But be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Did you see that? Let no one despise your youth. Whether you got gray hair on your head or whether you're a little bald-headed baby like Joshua over here. Huh? Elijah. Why did I say Joshua for? <laughs> Y'all got another baby coming. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm... <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. See, that's what sweetie's good. She helps me. She keeps me out of trouble. We have to trust in the Lord and hold on to him. And our youth, whether we're baby Christians or grown Christians, regardless of what our natural age is, we have to be an example. An example. Amen. Amen. That's faith. That's faith. We may be riding home tonight in bad weather, and we're going to have faith. We're going to be okay. We're going to hold on, and we're going to do our part, right? We're going to do our part. We're not going to get stupid. We're not going to drive like 150 miles an hour around curves and cross bridges. But we're going to trust God's going to get us there. He's going to take care of us. And we have to have that faith. We also do it in word and in conduct, in love. He said, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. You see, we got a gift. Everybody in this place tonight has a gift. Do you know what yours is? What is your gift to teach? What is your gift to Seeing your gift to, what is your gift? 
Maybe the gift of gab to where you can just wear people out by talking a whole lot and then finally they'll just say, yeah, I kind of believe in this Jesus. You know, maybe get you to shut up. I don't know. But what is our gift? What is our gift? Hang on. Know what it is and use it because you know what? If you were saved, you have a gift. And it's for Jesus. It's for the edification of the church. And it's to glorify God. Plain and simple. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. You know we can get a little busy in life sometimes and not do what we're supposed to be doing for God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? If I ain't careful, I'm doing my monthly report at the end of the month because so much stuff can get to happen and you have to say, okay, that doesn't happen right now, but this does. It's easy to get caught up and be busy. And by the way, church people, it's easy to get up in church stuff and get away from what our calling is and what our gift is. It's real easy to do that. And, and Satan, he, he doesn't care what, what happens as long as you get, get somewhere away from serving Jesus and from putting his name out there. As long as you get somewhere put away to where you're not effective in this world for Christ. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, we have to meditate on these things. Now, if I'm going to meditate, have you ever watched people do yoga and stuff like that? I've seen them on some of these shows, and I don't know anything about it. I really don't. But these folks have got to be, they got to be kind of particular about what they're going to do. They know what all the moves mean and all this, and they have to put themselves through different body angles and things like that. They have to put effort into it. And following Jesus, it takes some effort. And it takes some, uh, I don't know what I'm looking for here. I, I feel like I need to say something different, but. We have to stay focused upon the mission at hand. That, I, think that's what, I think that's what God's wanting me to say. We've got to stay focused and keep the main thing the main thing, which is Jesus. We have to stay focused on what we're supposed to do. You're the praise and worship leader right now, and you need to be focused on what God has for you to do. You got a lot of stuff going on in your life, and the devil wants you to get unfocused, but you have to stay focused, and that's what we all must do. You got change happening in your life, and, and but you got to stay focused upon what's important. And that's where we're all at, right? Because we can get we can get we can get in a place that where we lose focus. And so I wanted to say these are what servants of Christ do. That's who we are. We're servants. Tonight, we're going to be focused on prayer. Tonight, we have our prayer request cards. I left mine down there. And tonight, we have to be praying and knowing that God is hearing us. Denise, I believe God's going to send someone your brother's way. Now, I don't know if he's going to accept Christ, but I believe in every prayer that we pray, there will be an opportunity for him. 
because he's not willing that any should perish. He wants your, he loves your brother. He wants your brother. And so we don't stop praying. And that's what we're going to stay focused on tonight and in the coming weeks. And as we're going through this time, stay focused on praying. If it means that you have to find you a place down in the woods by a stump somewhere that's 250 yards from the house so you can't hear the phone, nobody's going to stop by and bug you, whatever it may be, if that's what it takes to get focused to the prayer place of your time alone with God, then that's what has to be done. Amen? We have to be determined. And that's the message for tonight. Be determined to do what God has given you to do because that makes us good servants. Not the fact that a thousand people will join this church and be saved. Oh, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Not so we get pats on the back, because, but because that there's people now that's not living in sin. That's not the motive at all here. You understand? But, but we need to be praying. Never give up on our praying. Think on those things. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine and continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. Stay focused on Jesus. Because what did we learn this morning? He's coming again. He is coming again.